We will get to our scripture passage uh, in just a moment. Well, even though the election is not until November, the candidates for, seems like the last five years, it's actually the last year, have been pursuing us, wooing us, because they want us to make a choice for them. And come November, we're going to have a choice. Are we going to choose Clinton or Sanders? Are we going to choose Trump or Cruz or Rubio or Carson or Christie or Bush or Kasich or Freno? In a few months, we're going to make our choice. There's a, a football game this afternoon. You might have heard about it. Uh, it's called the Super Bowl, and it pits the, the top two best teams in the NFL together. And uh, you know, I've noticed this year that most of the, the buzz is not so much about the Broncos playing the Panthers. It's Peyton Manning playing Cam Newton. And the choice I'm hearing a lot of is that... Uh, uh, people are making their, their choice based on the quarterback. Is it going to be the, the old man of 39, Peyton Manning, or is it going to be the young, upstart, flamboyant Cam Newton superstar who's set perhaps to win his first Super Bowl? And we're making our choice, Manning or, or Newton. Politicians and quarterbacks. Those choices have varying degrees of importance. Who ends up president is pretty important. Who ends up winning the Super Bowl probably is not going to affect your life a whole lot. Matter of fact, I think it's significant that that game is going to start with a coin cost because that's pretty symbolic of how much the outcome of that game is going to make in our life. Before us this morning is a choice of enormous significance and importance. In fact, it's a choice that is different from any other choice we'll ever make. It's a choice that requires more of us than any other choice we'll ever make. And it's the nature of this choice that Jesus refers to in the scripture that we're about to read. Jesus wants his hearers to understand that this choice is not to be made casually. And therefore, he uses some pretty graphic language. Let's stand together as we read the Scripture. Jesus said to them, Very truly, I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man 
and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day. On hearing it, many of his disciples said, This is hard teaching. Who can accept it? From this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. You do not want to leave too, do you? Jesus asked the twelve. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thank you. You may be seated. Now, just reading that makes some of us squirm. And trust me, I edited out about five or six verses in, in this body of Scripture that, uh, where Jesus over and over is talking about eating flesh and drinking blood. And I tried to clean it up just a little, but just reading this little bit uh, makes some of us squirm, and maybe some of us even feel offended by it. There were some who heard it for the first time who were offended by it. That's the whole point. And if any of us were uncomfortable a moment ago reading that, that's the whole point. It's supposed to make us squirm. It's supposed to grab our attention because Jesus wants us to understand that this choice is not one to be entered into haphazardly or flippantly or casually, but it is a choice of extreme importance. Now, let's state the obvious. Jesus isn't speaking literally here. He isn't telling people to eat flesh and to drink blood. And he goes on in this passage to explain to them that he is speaking in a spiritual nature. And what he's meaning is that Eating flesh, drinking blood means a willingness to take into your life his life and allow his life to overtake yours. It's his way of saying this is a serious choice. It's the most demanding, the most life-altering choice you will ever make. It's his way of saying, listen, this choice in essence, is your choice to surrender all of your other choices to me. And even explaining it, some said, he's asking too much. Uh, This isn't what I was expecting. I'm not ready for that level of commitment so many walked away. You see, what Jesus is wanting us to understand here, with this graphic language that hopefully gets our attention, is that a decision for Christ isn't as simple as casting a vote for a candidate. It's not as simple as choosing which team is going to win the big game. It's not even as simple as choosing one religion over another. It is a commitment of one's life. It it means 
incorporating his life, flesh and blood, it is incorporating his life into yours, and yours becoming subservient to his. Which is why some of them walked away. Which is why many today still walk away. Unless you eat my flesh, unless you drink my blood, meaning, unless you take me into your life, and your life is subservient to mine living in you, then you don't understand what's being called for in a relationship with me. When our oldest son was just a little boy, I was very concerned about him every time the church had communion because he would go through the line with everybody else, but he, he wouldn't participate in the sacrament. Well, that, that troubled me, and that for a while I didn't say anything about it, but uh, one day I just decided to confront him about it. And I said, son, I notice you don't take uh, the elements when you come forth for communion. And I said, son... Uh, Jesus loves you very much, and he cares about you so much, and this sacrament is a way of us being reminded of his sacrifice for us, how he died for us, and um, these elements are are meant to give us a sense of how grateful we are for what he's done. But I noticed that you don't take the elements when you come forward. I said, son, why is that? And as honestly as he could say, he said, Daddy, I don't want to drink blood. He was taking it literally. And for him, taking communion meant taking into his body the blood, the body, the life, of Jesus. And it occurred to me that his understanding was probably far greater than the understanding of many others in the congregation who simply went through a religious ritual without a whole lot of understanding about the commitment that's required. Eating his flesh Drinking his blood is a choice to surrender your flesh, your blood, your life to his. When when that penetrated the, the minds of those hearers, Even after he explained, he didn't mean it literally, he explained he was speaking spiritually, there were those who said to one another, 
this is this is difficult. This is this is hard to listen to. I'm not sure this is what I really want to do. And so they turned and they walked away. Given the gravity of the choice. Jesus then turns to his disciples, the twelve. And he says, what about you? You don't want to leave two, do you? It's a choice. You and I make every day. This sacrament. is a way of reminding us of that choice. And by the way, I want to be real clear to any young ears, little boys or girls that are, that are here this morning. This is not blood in these cups up here. It's not. And, and this is bread. It's not flesh or body. There's symbols that speak to us of who Jesus is and what he's done for us. Lots of choices. Some consequential, some not. No choice you will ever face has greater significance, has more consequences for good will be any more challenging, however, and demanding than the choice you make about Jesus. Choose wisely. 